guys, it's Deja, and you're listening to The Anastasia Project. Let's dive in to this week's episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to The Anastasia Project Podcast. If you are a listener to my podcast, then you know I took a little time off from recording, but I am so glad to be back. I am currently recording. It's about 6 a.m. in the morning. I'm in my office. The sun is not even out yet. I have the window open for some fresh air. The awful humidity has finally left California, although we are supposed to be getting another heat wave this weekend. I'm just hoping the humidity doesn't come with it. But um, I just woke up. I still kind of have that um, raspy, just woke up sound. I have my Energize in front of me, and I've been really craving getting back to my podcast. I didn't really realize I missed it so much until I sat down to write my last episode. It was like once I started writing, I realized a part of me had been missing. So. I'm ready to dive back in, and I have a bunch of ideas ready. I just really missed you guys, and I'm ready to reconnect with you guys and share with you all of the new things that are currently in my brain and recent lessons that I've learned, et cetera, et cetera. So while I was taking my break from recording, I actually used that time to do a lot of self-reflection, to learn how to come to terms with and um, heal some hurt that recently came my way. I also started a new business venture. And in all of this, I had to learn how to balance out my masculine and feminine energies. So if you're new to the Anastasia Project, then I highly recommend going back a few episodes and listening to the episode I did about introverts and extroverts. Because I learned when I was doing that episode, I learned that I'm actually an introvert after thinking I was an extrovert my entire life. And guys, I know this sounds weird, but it actually makes complete sense that I'm an introvert. It's pretty wild. But I've also discovered something else recently by listening to a friend's YouTube. Um, She's got some great content and I was listening to her YouTube and reading some of her work. And what I learned is we all have masculine and feminine energy. And it's a lesson I decided to learn more about this year. It's very interesting. And I'm actually seeing a lot of women this year who are learning about business building or success or reaching their goals or accomplishing or achieving a lot of epic things. And I realized I wasn't really achieving the things I wanted to because my energies were so off and I wasn't really tapping far enough into my masculine energy and putting in the hard work. So success or achievements aren't something that materialize when you're sitting on your couch, right? Or you're just visually, visual, visualizing them. It's really too early, you guys. Stumbling over my own self. So they don't just materialize when you're sitting and visualizing or just sitting on your couch or whatever, right? You got to put in some work. But I always thought hard work had to be constant. I had to always have a hustle and a grind. And you know what? It doesn't 
always have to be a hustle and a grind. It doesn't have to be something where you wake up at 5 a.m. to put in the extra hours. I mean, like I know I said I'm up at 6 a.m. recording this podcast, but it was just because I woke up and I really couldn't fall back asleep. So that's that's really the only reason I'm in here right now so early. But you don't have to do that. You don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. to put in extra hours. You don't have to always be on the grind. Since we have both masculine and feminine energies, when you learn how to balance them out, and if, because if we're a little, if we're balanced in one, you tend to be a little unhappy. And you know, the entrepreneur space, it's a pretty masculine world. Not that it's not filled with women now. There's tons of women, boss babes, CEO babes, however they identify themselves in the entrepreneur world. So it doesn't mean when I say masculine, that it means it's all men. Obviously, there's a lot of men, but women are building their businesses from the masculine, where they're staying up late, they're constantly in front of their computers, their phones, they're putting in the work, and and they're never giving themselves time to rejuvenate or time for themselves or time for pleasure or time for joy or time to receive. You've got to receive at some point too, right? You can't just be constantly taking action and never fucking receiving. So in order to accept or manifest, as it's sometimes called, whatever it is our building, whatever it is we're building. So let's say we're, we want money. You obviously need to receive money. You can't just keep working for an empty bank account. And at some point you got to receive the following of people. You got to receive the opportunity. You got to receive the joy. You got to receive the fulfillment and success. You got to receive these things. And that's where the feminine energy comes from. So before I move on, I mean, I'll just, I just want to say that I'll talk more about masculine and feminine energies in another episode, but masculine and feminine energies have nothing to do with gender because I know that's probably what you're thinking, right? But it has nothing to do with gender. It has nothing to do with superiority, like one is better than the other. It just means that having both in a specific balance is going to make you the happiest. When a feminine core has her energies in balance, she has a lot of that feminine energy going for her with like a touch of masculine energy. She's going to be at her best version of herself. So anyway... I've been really learning about these masculine and feminine energies and how I can apply them to my businesses as well as my podcast and also myself. Um, I need to understand my energies and in understanding my energies, it's really helped me as an introvert. And while I was spending all that time getting over my hurt feelings about a specific topic that I won't get into just yet, but while I was doing some self-reflection and getting in touch with my energies, et cetera, et cetera, I also wrote a ton of episodes because I have so many ideas all up in my head. I literally feel a new energy around my podcast. There's so much I want to talk about, but I know this episode is about the paradoxes of being introverted and how I handle being an introvert. And if you're an introvert, maybe my tips can help you learn to balance some of that energy because I don't believe we're all meant to be energizer bunnies or constantly on the go. So perhaps even if you're an extrovert, this might speak to you because I know and actually hang out with 
many extroverts. And I know that even they love their alone time or can get irritable spending too much time with people, even though people are energizers for them. So one thing I did want to talk about besides how to handle being an introvert and how I handle being introverted as fuck is also the knowledge that the only thing I ever have to do on this podcast is be myself. And the only thing I ever have to do on my Instagram platform or my Facebook platform or any of my social platforms is just be myself. And at the same time, I also feel myself feeling pressure that I need to say things in certain ways. And if I'm not careful in how I say these things, that someone might get offended or, you know, I might miss something important then receive a bunch of messages saying, I don't know what I'm talking about or whatever, whatever. And it's been one of those things kind of holding me back. Not only what I'm going to be talking about later in this episode about being an introvert, but also about putting this non-existent pressure on myself. And while I was taking my break from podcasting and social media, I just decided I was going to come back and I would be my unapologetic self, my true, authentic unapologetic self. I would not, you know, I always write my podcast and I have notes for myself and I have kind of been following a general guideline so far, just because I can literally blab forever. And I know you guys don't want to hear me talk forever. So, and it's kind of weird that I can talk a lot because I'm an introvert, but I can talk for the longest time. It, it, I know it doesn't make sense, but I've just, but since Nobody wants to hear me blab forever. I have decided to commit myself to just really, really just showing up and knowing if I say something wrong or if I make a mistake or if I say something that I don't mean, it's not the end of the world. And what is truly needed by me and I think by you guys too is for me to be my true unapologetic self. So I'm just going to bring more of that energy to my podcast. I don't know if you'll notice a difference or not. Maybe you already noticed a difference from the last podcast or a difference between my podcast before I took a break and these couple new episodes or fuck, maybe it's all just in my head and I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about right now. But I just feel like I need to come back into alignment in my life and really know that and that this can go for you as well. Really know that there's only one you. And for you to be yourself is the greatest gift that you could ever give back to this universe. Because, you know, guys, there's absolutely no one who has your voice or has your personality or who has the way that you think about things or has your brain or has your body. Like there's so much to you that is needed by the world. And they're looking for a message that only you can deliver to them right? Maybe someone's looking for a best friend that is only like you. So you're doing the world a huge disservice by being anyone but yourself. I'm just going to say that. So that's something else I'm working on. I have a ton of podcast episode ideas that I'm excited to record. And that's also going to be um, an episode. So let's get into this episode. The paradoxes of being introverted as fuck. So first of all, Let's define what a paradox is. So a paradox is a seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true. First of all, I love paradoxes. 
Life is filled with them. Here's an example. Let, let me let me see if I can do this. So let's say you're watching a movie and the main character is both mm, charming and rude at the same time. That's a paradox. How can someone be both charming and rude, right? But it's true. The person can be both things. And so he or she is referred to as a paradox. Or you guys have all heard the saying, you must be cruel to be kind. What? Right? We've all heard that one, right? So we can also describe a paradox as two truths that seem to contradict each other, but exist at the exact same time. So here, so we like black and white, light and dark, sad and happiness, etc. So I believe that life is one giant fucking paradox. Like I'll get crystal clear on knowing the details of what I want. And then I just let it go and move on and get busy with my life. And what I mean when I say busy is not I get up and go to work. I mean, like I'll write in my journal or I'll record a podcast or maybe you might paint a painting or go to the park and walk your dog or you meet up with friends or whatever, whatever. So my paradox is while I've grown and evolved over the years, I still see myself as pretty much the same Stasia, an introverted light worker, sometimes influencer, who's still learning to balance her growing presence with her desire at the same time to stay out of the spotlight. What? So I don't know if you guys know this. Maybe it's obvious. Maybe it's not. But I'm a big time introvert. The only thing, though, is when people meet me in person or you spend time with me on social, maybe it's more of a clue if you spend time with me on social that I'm an introvert because, and here's how you can tell, I'm always not with people, right? If you see pictures of me, it's just by myself, right? I'm always not with people. I'm and at home, I mean, I'm always with Frank, like he's my best friend and I can actually just be my introverted self around him and be typically not, you know, carefree. I can really just like let go and just be myself. And we've been together for a little over five years. So awkward silences between us don't exist. So if I need silence and it's not awkward. He just knows Astasia needs to be silent for an hour. But a lot of people, they're actually surprised by this because um, I think the only way I can describe myself is an outgoing introvert. Again, I think it would be a good idea to go back to my episode about introverts and extroverts so you would understand what I'm saying um, when I say I'm an outgoing introvert. And being that, most people would never guess how much alone time I actually need. I do need. I need quite a bit of alone time and I've gotten really good at balancing it, going out and staying in or not staying in for too long and not going out for too long. And it's constantly what I call dancing between the two energies. Um, I also naturally hate the spotlight, which I know makes no sense since I put myself out into the world daily and I have a podcast, but I, I've learned to grow into it in order to make a bigger impact. I think that's the only way I can describe it. My businesses, I have to be out there, right? My podcast requires me to be in the spotlight. And it's really been the weirdest journey ever, you guys. Because if you know me, I like, I mean, like really know me. You know that I fucking hate being the center of attention. 
I hate the spotlight. And I've recently been craving a lot of alone time. And I don't know if you've noticed, maybe you haven't. I don't know. Sometimes I make things bigger in my head and I think everyone knows, but like nobody actually notices. But I often take several social media breaks throughout the year. Like I will literally stay off social for a month or two at a time. And I took time off from my podcast. And it's not because I'm losing interest in my podcast or losing interest in my businesses or losing interest in, interest in you guys or losing interest in what I'm doing. It's just that I felt myself doing the dance or or maybe I can describe more like a pendulum. You know, the pendulum swings back and forth and and I find my I found myself like swinging and leaning too much to one side where that one side is constantly being on. And now I feel the pendulum swinging into the opposite direction and um I find that more often than not I want to hide from social media. And I found myself wanting to avoid podcasting and literally just not wanting to talk to anyone. And again, it's not because I'm trying to be rude. It's just, I literally want to hide away for like about a year of my life. And obviously that's not actually what's going to happen, but I find myself feeling that way. And at first I judged myself so strongly for feeling like that. I judged myself because I was like, Stasia, why are you not appreciating your life? Why are you not appreciating your audience? Or why are you not appreciating what you've built? Why are you hiding from people? Blah, blah, blah. And I had so much self-judgment until I realized this has nothing to do with weaknesses that I have. In fact, my personality and the way I am is actually one of my greatest strengths. And perhaps I've been given this personality and wanting to help people and possibly make an impact, a positive impact on people. And so I need to put myself out there in order to make that impact. And at the same time, I find myself being super introverted. I feel like sometimes I feel like the universe gave me this gift of who I am so I can learn the most amount of lessons because it comes. And obviously, this is just my perspective here. This could be true. It could totally be fucking not true. But when I see someone who is naturally extroverted, my perception is it's easier for them to be in the spotlight, right? I mean, I find it a strength. I find it. Yeah, I do find it. I find it a strength where I both hate the spotlight, but I've also learned to love it at the same time because one of my strengths is to learn a ton of lessons by being the way that I am and also growing into this version of myself where I do have an audience and I do have a lot of people who ask me for advice and send me messages that I've inspired them or influenced or, you know, I've influenced their life in some way, which is so weird to me because I'm literally just Stasia Miller. I'm literally just myself. And I found that all of my podcast listeners are the best people, truly. That's how I feel. Like if you're listening to this podcast, you are amazing. I found that all my podcast listeners are the best. But, you know, I have the occasional person and actually this is inspiring another episode, but 
what should it, it could be about like talking about why people do what they do. And, you know, you have the occasional person who just like finds a picture of you and barely reads your caption and then makes an assumption or a judgment of you and leaves a comment and talks about you like in the third person. Is this like ever happened to you guys? Like, like they leave a comment in the third person, like you're not even reading your own comments. And like, I'm so famous and I have a PR team who reads my comments and it's, not it's actually just me and I'm they're acting like I'm not a human being and sometimes they'll say something really mean you know it's crazy but because they're like talking but not to me but about me to other people in the comment section which I find totally bizarre yet also actually super funny at the same time so something I've struggled with is um learning how to both accept there's going to be people who don't get me People who don't know me and think that they know me, but they don't really. I mean, how much of your life, seriously, how much of your life can you put out there on social media? It's actually a tiny percentage. I mean, really, do you think that every single thought you ever have fits into a like, a, I don't know how many characters you get, 2,000 character IG caption? And do you think... I mean, really seriously think that you could ever encompass your whole life in a picture or video. So just learning how to balance all this and learning how to understand this and learning how to both crave people, but also being happy with just Frank and happy with just myself, right? And keeping to myself and doing things on my own time, things things that make me truly happy. But doing those things for too long also makes me unhappy. And this is the paradox, you guys. Like, in order for me to try to make an impact on people, I need to share my messages with people, right? And actually, my soul does crave the spotlight, but I have a hard time being in the spotlight. And it's not often, but sometimes I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got to say this to a lot of people. I got to share my message. And I also do crave connection with people and I'm completely enjoying what I do. And sometimes I need to be around people. I have that need, even as an introvert, I have the need to be around people. I love hearing people's stories and I love being out with, with my happy hour babes. And I like to meet people and get to know people, blah, blah, blah. But of course this paradox drives me insane. So I'm learning how to balance it. And I thought about this episode and what I was going to share with you guys. And I thought of some examples, um, you know, how I've always include my episodes, some takeaway advice or lessons that you can apply in your own life. And so I thought I would share with you guys how I balance this paradox in my life, how I'm learning to balance it and dance, so to speak, between the two opposing energies um, in order to be the best version of myself. So I have five written down here, and if I think of any others while I'm talking, um, I'll go ahead and add them in. But as of right now, I wrote down five um, that I was thinking of while I was writing this episode. So let's get into it. Okay, so number one is be okay with being an introvert. And again, this episode isn't just for introverts, but if you are one, I want you to know that step one Step one in learning how to uh, balance being an introvert is to just be okay with being a fucking introvert. 
has anyone done the Myers-Briggs personality test or like any personality test? Myers-Briggs just comes to mind because that's one that I've done. Um, so the Myers-Briggs test is like you essentially have four letters, right? And I think I am INTJ if I'm not mistaken. So you can do the Myers-Briggs test and you can figure out what your letters are and what INTJ means. But you have four letters that supposedly encompass your entire personality. So all of your driving forces and why you do what you do or why you're motivated by specific things and what are your strengths and weaknesses are and so on and so on. So I, I used to roll my eyes at personality types, not because of, you know, like judgment, but because I couldn't imagine that four letters could encompass someone's entire being. And it's very true that one personality type can encompass your entire being, right? I mean, obviously, but what I used to think is that personality types put people in boxes. And once you put a person in a box, they're like essentially going to live their entire fucking life according to that box, according to the principles of that box. But over time, over time, I realized your personality type isn't necessarily the right thing or isn't necessarily the thing that puts you in that box. What it is, is a guiding principle. And you can learn what your strengths are so you can focus on them and learn how to bank on them. So you can do the personality test so you can learn these things. And you can learn what your weaknesses are so you can choose to either improve them or you can ignore them. And for a long time, I was just ignoring my weaknesses. <laughs> to me, there's literally no point trying to balance out your strengths and weaknesses. To me, it's just a waste of time. And I know that we're always told to work on our weaknesses, improve our weaknesses. but my way of thinking is to tap into your strengths and use them, bank on them, and delegate your weaknesses because your weakness could be someone else's strength. And they're going to enjoy their own strengths so much more than you're going to enjoy your weakness. So I've learned to love and accept who I am. And I learned also that a huge misconception in society, you know, we live in an extroverted society, like really, people are rewarded. They're rewarded for being extroverts. And us introverts, we feel kind of, mm, we kind of feel left out. Maybe we have some FOMO, right? We feel like we got to work harder than the extroverts. And sometimes, and it's not because one is better than the other or one is more capable than the other. It's just that society tends to reward one over the other. So introverts can tend to feel like we're putting ourselves into someone else's box. And I think that's a bigger box to put yourself into, someone else's box, you know, a box of labeling yourself as a specific personality type. And something I, something else that I learned is that people hear the word introvert or hear that someone is an introvert and immediately assume they're shy. And again, if you listen to my introvert versus extrovert episode, um, you'll know that being an introvert and being shy are not even the same thing, right? So introvert versus extrovert has nothing to do with if you're shy or not. It simply has to do with how you energize yourself. If you energize yourself by being around other people, you're an extrovert. If you energize yourself by being alone, you're an introvert. And that's what I do. That's why I love to read so much. I love being home alone. I like it when Frank isn't home as much as I like it when he is home because I really love doing my own thing. And I actually love just being on my own. And once you accept this, you can start seeing this as your strength. 
And I really recommend you checking out what your personality type is, because really learning about your strengths, um, you're going to get so many awesome insights that you didn't even know you had. Just my recommendation. Okay. Number two is this, and it's so important. It took me, actually took me a long time to learn this one. Number two is to balance my life with introverted and extroverted activities. And what I mean by this is when I'm working my businesses and my podcast and I'm working and collaborating with other people, obviously that causes me to extrovert, right? They are outgoing activities. And what I used to do is I would put all of what I call my extroverted activities on the same day, or maybe split them between two days, but normally they were all on the same day. And after a few hours of being around people, my soul really craves to go inside. Like I could literally go home, hide under my covers, read a book, be by myself, brainstorm something, you know, just be on my own. And I would be so fucking stressed out with all the activities I was doing. Like, oh my God, you guys, it literally took me forever to stop doing all the extroverted shit in one day. I don't know why it took me so long to learn it, but thank God I did because now I make sure to like really spread things out. So let's say I have a walk on the beach date with one friend, a person who wants to interview me on their podcast, a lunch date with my son and a team call with like one or all of my businesses. So what I used to do would be to schedule them all on the same day because I used to think, let me just get it all done and out of the way. But like by, I don't know, like 1 or 2 p.m. on that day, I would be so miserable, like so unhappy. I was like, I have no energy. So then I'm actually doing a disservice to the few people who are left that day, like for my team call, let's say. And maybe I wasn't able to give them my best or focus on what was happening. So what I do now is I spread everything out. Like there are even days where I might be exhausted from work and I don't want to engage with anyone once I leave the office. So I've just figured out what amount of people's energies I can absorb and handle. And I've learned to schedule a ton of alone time and alone work time. So this has helped me out so much because I'm able to balance out this paradox in my life, in my work in life. And I'm never overexerting myself anymore to the point where I'm depleted and drained. And that's the fastest way to drain an introvert, you guys, is by giving them a ton of extroverted activities to do. So I'm so glad I have now found that balance in my life. You know, better late than never, right? So number three, and I have been practicing this more and more recently, and that's take social media breaks. Guys, I run three businesses on social media, and now I have this podcast, and I used to think I had to be present every single day. I thought I constantly had to put out content, and if I don't, my Instagram isn't going to grow, and my email lists aren't going to grow, and nobody's going to care about me, and and that's it's going to be the end of my businesses. And those are real thoughts, you guys. I mean, I kind of still do really think things like that, but now I've learned and it's taken me, again, it's taken me a long time to realize this, but I've learned that it's okay that when I'm not feeling like being on social and I commit myself to being on social, when I don't feel like being on social, it's such a waste of time. It's a waste of time. It's 
everything I do just seems to fall apart. I can't put it any other way. Anything I write is going to fall flat. Anything I say is going to fall flat. Any post that I put out there isn't going to get the engagement that it's supposed to get. And in my, at least in my mind, I just end up making myself totally fucking unhappy. Like I sometimes felt like I needed to see what everyone else was up to instead of just taking time away. Like I needed to be in everybody else's business. I, instead of just, you know, taking a social media detox, a break to breathe and and step into the real world and step away from the digital world, you know, go have a walk in nature, have a conversation with an actual person or do something that's good for my soul instead of just aimlessly scrolling through social media. And don't get me wrong. I sometimes still aimlessly scroll through social media, but I catch myself and I'm like, oh my God, I could be doing something so much more productive right now. So what I've learned is to just take breaks. And if I don't feel like pushing that IG button, I actually now have a really a, an easy time just not pushing the Instagram button. It actually comes very easy to me now. And I know that most people are addicted to social media and that's okay too. That's you. But I know that if you're addicted to social media, it can really be a challenge to take a break, but I highly recommend it. I highly recommend using your energy wisely and not what I call leaking into other people's lives, right? Your energy should always be first and foremost and going, your energy should be going into your own life. And if you're constantly giving everyone else your energy, you're not going to have anything left to concentrate on your own dreams and visions. All right, guys, we're up to number four. And here's a really good one, too. I feel that this has worked really well for me. But number four, don't pinhole yourself into consistent, ongoing, extroverted activities. All right. So what I mean by this is, and to give you guys an example, like, for instance, I've decided that I'm only going to record podcast episodes when I'm feeling inspired. When I first started podcasting and um, even up to, like, the last episode, but When I first started podcasting with Tough Love and Coffee, my co-host and I had a strict schedule. Like every Saturday we had to record or like the world would end if we didn't record it or we didn't put out a new episode every week. And if we didn't do that, no one would care about us and we wouldn't get a good following and we wouldn't have listeners. And, And you know what? I kept that same thought process when I started the Anastasia Project. I literally would spend my entire week researching and writing and then all the pressure to get it all done so I could record and put it out, you know, on my episode out on on a Saturday or a Monday or whatever. It just became way too much for me. And another reason I backed off with a podcast for a while um, and, you know, my uh, Tough Love and Coffee co-host, we we stopped recording Tough Love and Coffee um, due to COVID. And if you don't know about Tough Love and Coffee, uh, CT and I recorded at local San Diego coffee shops. So when things started shutting down, we just naturally stopped recording. But to be 100% honest, I was actually glad for the break. It was becoming too much pressure to constantly be on, constantly on, even when I wasn't feeling like being present. And I I had to be, I, uh, um, the experience just ended up literally leaving me drained. So I was pinholing myself into that extroverted or extra extroverted activity, right? Was 
something I didn't really need to do every week. And I continued to pinhole myself when I started the Anastasia Project. And up until I took my break and actually up until my last podcast episode, I never actually fully realized what I was doing to myself. I know there's nobody talking to me right now. Like I'm all alone. But when I do a podcast, I'm extroverting you guys. I'm talking to you. It's like, I want this podcast to feel like you're literally sitting across from me and we're having an actual conversation. And obviously it's, it's just a monologue. I get that, but I still want it to feel like a conversation, but this is an extroverted activity. And and for me to pinhole myself to a consistent, like, you know, every Saturday there's an episode or every Monday and Friday, there's an episode or whatever. I have decided I am now you know, if I continue to do that, I'm now going to grow resentment toward my podcast. And that is the very last thing I want to do. Like the very last thing that I want to do is place expectations to create something on a time frame that isn't inspired. And when you guys listen to this podcast, although, you know, I must be the most inconsistent poster or uploader, or at least I hope you can appreciate the fact that I'm my most inspired self when I talk. When I'm doing my podcast, I want it to never be forced. I'm never going to feel like, I never want to feel like, ugh, I got to put out an episode today. I mean, I want it to come from, holy shit, I have something good to share, right? I want to be excited about it. So I'm going to share it with my people. And I really hope that's what translates across because that's how I genuinely feel. And and maybe this is like an unidealistic approach because I have a real job and it requires me to do extroverted activities every day. And as do most people, right? I mean, we all probably have a real job we have to go to, but perhaps the lesson here is just learning how to balance everything out by scheduling regular introverted activities. Okay. Number five, choose who you spend the most time with. Really, you guys, do you hang around an energizer or a depleter? And I know it might seem harsh um, that I, I put a label on those people in my life, like you're an energizer and you're a depleter, but let me clarify, it doesn't mean one is better than the other. What I mean by this is when I hang out with people, I can immediately tell one type of person. And obviously there are so many variables that go for this. Like obviously it could be personality compatibility or energy compatibility, or maybe it's just the mood that we're both in, or I mean, it could even be the time of day or whatever. But but sometimes I feel that some people energize me more than others and some people just deplete me more than others. And I have both types of people in my life that I love very much. And it's not like the depleters are the negative Nancys or anything, or they're constantly just sucking my energy. It's just that spending more than a certain amount of time with them tends to leave me depleted, leaves me feeling less energized after the interaction. So if we spend way too much time together, um, I'm left feeling drained. And vice versa with energizers. I have tons of energizers in my life. And when I say the word energizer, um, I think of certain people in my life, obviously. And they are the kind of people where I could be in one of my introverted moods 
And by me hanging out with them, I still feel like I've introverted, even though we're together for that moment, like where I feel like they've helped me energize my batteries. I feel like a more uplifted version of myself after we're done hanging out than I did before we hung out. And you can use this as the framework for who you want to spend more time with. Obviously, the depleters, um, maybe you wouldn't want to spend a whole week with them or maybe not even like a whole day with them, but they're still people you love. It's just that after spending like an hour or two, that's about the time frame for me. So spending like an hour or two together, you start to feel drained, right? Um, Maybe drainer isn't really a good word to describe these people, but and depleter might not be any better. But again, it might seem harsh and negative, but it really isn't meant to be. It's just that I, it's just the label I give to help me figure out what happens to my energy and when I'm with them. And with energizers, it's like, oh my God, you are just magnetized to each other and, and you feel so much more uplifted after hanging out together than you did before. So figure out the difference between your energies. Um, it was really helpful to me to figure out the difference between my energies and my, my energizers and my depleters and figuring that out has really, really helped me balance out the need to be social, but also not very social at the same time. Right. So you balance out that paradox and balancing that helped me figure out who to spend my time with and what happens to my energy levels when I'm with them. So you guys, I actually did think of one other thing while I was talking and I wanted to quickly share it. So here's number six, <laughs> even though you might crave being alone, um, take time to connect with people. That's so important right now in our lives. Take the time to connect with people no matter what, so that you can remind yourself that your voice is important. Your presence is needed and you're valuable right? You are a valuable asset to people. And I know in those moments when I just want to hide and disappear, and there are people out there that ask about me. They tell me they miss me. They ask where I've been and if I'm okay. And, and you know, sometimes when I have this craving for alone time, and it sounds kind of sad, but I promise you it isn't. It's like, I forget that I'm needed by other people. And I feel like, look, you know, life is going on. The world is going on without me. And um, I feel maybe I don't hold as much value as I think I should and blah, blah, blah. But every time I do go, quote unquote, missing, I learn that, no, we all have a purpose in each other's lives. Um, and your voice is so important. So make sure you don't turn it off for good. Okay. Keep balancing out the paradox. Keep talking. Keep showing up. Know when you're introverting you're, you know, when you're introverting, you're receiving. And when you're extroverting, you're giving and vice versa for extroverts. When they're extroverting, they're receiving. And when they're introverting, they are giving. And you have to do what's right for you. What's that saying? Um, you do you, boo, right? And I can't say that enough. So based on all this, are you guys an introvert or an extrovert? And how did this resonate with you? Do you also have a platform or presence that requires you to be around people all the time? Like, are you like really, you know, do you have a big audience on social media or, you know, a business that you're running or do you do a podcast? Are you thinking of doing a podcast? Um, you know, some kind of platform that requires you to be extroverting often. <laughs> and 
did you find yourself relating to everything I said? Because I'm so curious to hear from you guys. And this is my extroverted side coming out. I really want to hear from you. So let me know how this episode resonated with you. Leave me a comment. Leave me a direct message. Screenshot this episode and share on your social and share your takeaways. And don't forget to tag me so I can see it. And of course, I can't leave you guys without saying I so appreciate it when you share my episodes with another follower and uh, or with your followers. I'm sorry. And maybe you could even you even know an introvert that you could share this episode with. Right. And um, I just I really can't say thank you guys enough. Oh, you can also leave a review on iTunes. Um, I see all those reviews and it really helps get the word out about my podcast. Guys, I know this is a little longer than a normal episode. And no, I can assure you they won't all be this long. So with it being longer than normal, if you're still here and you're still listening, I really appreciate you sticking around to the end. I just love and appreciate all of you. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. And if you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspo by following me on Instagram at the.anastasia.project. But you can find all my social links in the episode description. I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode.